0: Welcome to the Life at Anchor podcast, where I will be sharing stories, tips and tricks, and having conversations with friends about how to live a creative and intentional life anywhere you may drop anchor. I'm your host, Van Wynn. I'm a military spouse, proud mama bear to two, avid crafter and memory keeper, and self proclaimed foodie. And this is episode seven. And today on the podcast with me, I have my big sister, my biggest cheerleader environmental activist, and amazing pediatrician, Dr. V. Nguyen. Hi, Dr. V. Hello, lawyer, Esquire, <laughs> Van Nguyen. I'm looking at a picture of us
1: with the frame best friend right now.
0: Oh, really? Did I give you that or did you make that yourself?
1: <laughs> I made it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me super last minute. It was snowing today, and so Sierra, my neighbor, and I weren't able to record, but I figured it would be a really good opportunity to get you on the podcast, try to do this with the phone for the first time and just get you started on the routine. So thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, (laughs) I love you the most. If if, all does not know, I'm your biggest fan.
0: (laughs) And I don't think our brothers listen to this. So the fact that you said that you love me the most, I think can can stay on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, so there are three things that we usually talk about before we go into the crux of the podcast. So I figured we'll ask you. First thing is, what are you loving these days? And it can be about anything, about the house, work, life.
1: Mm, that's a good question. You know, I am loving minimalism.
0: I have We
1: have um, cut down our consumption of things a lot in the last two years. And we went to Target yesterday. And I bought some things we really needed and I put half of it back and it wasn't stressful. I just didn't need much. So I love it. I love minimalism and it's decluttering my life and everything.
0: That's great. And you in general, you're not a big consumer to start with. And we'll talk about this later too. But I think it's been really inspiring to watch you and to your minimalist journey the past couple past couple years.
1: Yes. And I I think the thing is that I had to kind of figure out how to clean my house because I didn't want to come clean my house. But the great thing is with this minimalism thing, the house is naturally just getting clean (laughs) because as I try to reduce my plastic in the bathroom, I have less things to clean. So it's super easy. That's great. Yeah. It's amazing. So I save myself, not only a cleaning person, but also just the amount of um, money I would spend on stuff.
0: That's awesome. Um, What I'm loving these days is, I mentioned it last week on the podcast with Sierra, but I recently started a sourdough starter, and I know you're um, doing a lot of baking these days as well, but it has been great. It's so easy for me to get a loaf of bread or some other kind of baked good going without a long rise time because I have this sourdough starter going, and I know everyone did it in 2020, and I'm a little late to the game, but my sourdough starter has been giving me a lot of joy these days. (laughs) What are you... Working on these days, if it, I mean like personally or you know professionally or activism wise, we can talk a little bit. But like a really quick snippet of you know things that you're working on for yourself.
1: Oh, I am always working on the climate, and so when you were talking to me, I was a little bit stressed because I didn't think I could finish this abstract this time. But I'm really excited. I'm working with three other pediatricians who are climate advocates and it's part of the American Academy of Pediatrics, and we were writing a journal article. Called Informing Policy for Changing Our Built Environment to Reduce Carbon Emissions and also to Safeguard the Health of Children in e- Environmental Justice Communities. So it's funny how I thought it was going to take a long time, but I'm so knowledgeable and working on this so much that it's just flowing. <laughs> so I'm writing an abstract right now, all, all of my extra time. So, yeah, and every time I do stuff, I update my CV on Doximity.
0: What's Doximity?
1: Oh, Doximity is k- cool. It's kind of like um, this thing where doctors put their CVs and can connect. And it's what a lot of people look at. It's actually a vetted source. Um, I actually think I got a grant from them to go to Peru when I went to work on some pediatric project there. They actually gave me a grant. So, uh, But yeah, you can Google any doctor and the Doximity stuff is today. So I do not need a job. and <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to update my CV. But because... As you know, as a Yale-educated lawyer and your sister, who's Harvard-educated doctor, we're very CV conscientious. So I update my CV all the time.
0: I probably should update my CV. I love how though you're working on like climate advocate, and I'll probably say like, "Oh, I'm working on some Etsy orders for my crafting." <laughs> but you're, you're 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 it's homemade. Right? It's upcycling. <laughs> Yeah, most of the
1: stuff. I love your stuff. Oh, I love your stuff. Oh, and the other thing I'm working on, which kind of relates to your stuff, I'm going to probably buy some of your stuff as prizes, but um, our AAP, American Academy of Climate Change and Health Committee is putting on a youth art exhibition. And so we're thinking about prizes for the kids, probably homemade, like locally sourced things would be really cool. So I'm planning to um, donate some money and just buy kind of local crafts and things to give to the winners so I think I really I think the stuff you do is amazing because I think it's you know it's the essence of the environmental movement right like yeah. local not all the way from China to here and and I think when people like it's like the jackets you embroidered for the clinic if, if your audience doesn't know you embroidered I think like the jackets from my clinic <laughs> um, the nurses they love it
0: oh good they wear it all
1: the time and I think there's a sense of well-being knowing that my sister did it and i oh. was like yes yeah, she's a lawyer as well <laughs> and very busy and she loves you know and they know you did it out of the goodness of your heart you know yeah.
0: So, well even yeah. for background you asked me back i mean you asked me months ago i don't even know when you mm-hmm. asked me um but i embroidered um like i think over 50 of these jackets just with like the names of the nurses or the doctors and the name of your clinic and i think i underestimated how much work it would take yeah it was a single needle machine but like after I finally did it. And then I got that really sweet card from your clinic and all, signed by all the nurses and the doctors, I felt really good. And I was like, well, I felt, I felt like it was a great way to spend my time and to contribute by doing something that I love. Cause I'm not a doctor. I don't have a lot of time to do pro bono work. Cause I'm a, I'm a part-time lawyer while at the t- same time, you know, taking care of the kids while, you know, my husband's gone, but I, that was amazingly um, fulfilling. So thank you for the opportunity to let me do that. the third thing we like to talk about, which is relatively new, is what are you not working on? Like, what have you let go of to kind of free some space in your life? Oh, that's
1: a good question. I I hope your audience can hear how much I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your biggest cheerleader. Um, I do love her. So that's a good question. I went through a period of burnout about two years ago um, and since have much better after going to the beach and kind of picking up trash and kind of being an advocate, uh, environmental advocate. But I have let go worrying about tomorrow I'm just living in the moment every day just in day enjoying each patient encounter um you know there's still stressful times but I think not worrying about the next is really freeing Uh, I think some of it is just because we've been able we've planned and everything so we don't have to worry as much now because our kids are older but it's actually nice it's just nice kind of just worrying about the project I have to do but not worrying about the what if you know just living in the moment that's great I let go worrying about the future
0: (laughs) so what I'm not working on or at least letting go of is not allowing people that are kind of saying things or doing things that might irritate me fester and take real estate in my head because I realize there's nothing much I can do about it and I'll stress about it or worry about it or judge them and it just, it's just negative and I don't have time for that negativity or that, you know, stress when there's all this other stuff going on. So I'm trying to let go of that and not working on trying to change people's minds about me. <laughs> yes. Okay. And since this is
1: your big sister, <laughs> I always have to give advice. My little sister, who is the podcast star, uh, <laughs> I am a pediatrician. People are very much like toddlers. <laughs> they all want attention. <laughs> so when a toddler has a tantrum, the more you pay attention, the next into the tantrum, the more it will perpetuate. Yeah. So the best way to deal with those individuals is to ignore them,
0: Yeah. which is really,
1: really hard, but even they can tell when you're there taking up your mental real estate because that mental real estate is attention, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So Super hard. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think, and honestly, I think people who are loving like you, you know, for, for those of you who you care more, it, it you feel it more, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but they're like toddlers.
1: So please ignore them. (laughs) That's
0: good advice. So what did you do this weekend, Dr. Plastic Picker? (laughs) Well,
1: sister of Dr. Plastic Picker, uh, (laughs) our big brother finished his guest house. And I got a call from our mother (laughs) saying that he's about to throw away like a a probably 150 square foot of artificial turf. It was going to go into the landfill. And since I am Dr. Plastic Picker and that is made out of plastic, I said, Don't throw it away. I'm booking it down there. So a weekend ago, (laughs) I went in the middle of the pandemic, masked and everything safe, and got salvaged. Because no one else is going to, you know, he's going to just throw it into the landfill, right? Yeah. So I got it. So I got it. And this is the story of my life. As you know from multiple things in our family, I am the repository of all the stuff that I think is going to be useful, but I'm not sure when (laughs) or who. And so I brought it home. It sat there in the rain and da, da, da. But it's very, it's, it's valuable. Right. But I don't, you know, my house is already done. My landscaping is done, but we have reconfigured some stuff in the backyard. We sold their extra car and I have like a container garden or garden down there. Um, I have a little seating area that I've made from just all the stuff I've had in the house. So like, there's nothing new. That's the whole fun of it. Right. Cause you know, I can afford to buy stuff, whatever, you know, but, the whole fun is that not buying stuff, I have to be creative. I just wait for things to come to me. <laughs> so so, so this, this artificial grass found me. And it just fits perfectly where we had this rat that was in the neighbor's yard that was burrowing under our yard. And so now we've plugged that area with this artificial grass and it's like this new seating area. And it and it totally fits. And then I've created this um, little bird sanctuary because I love watching bird. I'm a big bird watcher now. because I, I didn't pick know up- you were a bird watcher.
0: When not you become a yes. bird watcher?
1: Yes, because I because ha- I'm Dr. Plastic. If you go to my <laughs> blog <laughs> you can see how many bags of trash i picked up. I have now an almost hun- uh, bag 400. What so bag 400?
0: 400. The- 400
1: bags of trash wow. um, over the last year and a half. So I keep track because um, that's how I am. And then um, so because then I see a lot of the shorebirds, right? That's why I got into it. Because like, you see all these uh, endangered shorebirds like marbled godwits, um, whimbrels, snowy plovers. There's We have a lot of endangered birds in our area. And so now I'm actually at the point where I can identify a lot of the backyard birds. I'm just a beginning birder, but I really love the birds. And I really feel like I know them. So in the whole artificial grass thing, I moved my two birdhouses that are near the composter because I have a composter now, um, and the composters get insects, but normal insects, you know. And actually, it's working really well, so it's like it's finally working. And so it's amazing the cycle of life <laughs> when you don't buy things because I have created like this little bird bath and the the two one birdhouse I bought, the other one I made out recycled things, um, and it works. And if when it breaks, down, I just throw it away. And then my daughter found this grub, right? You know, it's like you know, kids don't like the bugs and I, I know it's like um it's kind of the whatever the larval form of the June bug. Oh yeah. Um and so but so what I did was I found it and my daughter was telling me about it, and I got it and I put it in the birdhouse as an offering to
0: the birds. Oh my gosh. Are
1: you serious? <laughs> Yeah, because it's the cycle of life, and so and the birds come. There's tons of birds who come from our house, because we, you know, we always had a big garden, but now it has all my container stuff, and the, it feeds off the bugs. I I don't have a lot of bugs, but I, you know, if I find bugs, I put it there, and then also the compost, the little flies that kind of go around the compost, the bugs, the birds come, and so yeah, it's like it's like great, it's like the cycle of life.
0: <laughs> this is like tangentially related. So as you know, Justin, my husband. Your brother-in-law is in San Diego right now (laughs) for training. But every single morning, he takes a picture of this seagull that is right outside his window. And he calls it Gary the Goal. (laughs) Every morning, he takes a picture and texts it because we have a family text string. He's like, good Uh morning, family. I love you. Gary the Goal says good morning. And then sometimes Gary the Goal will have a friend who's a crow. He's like, look, Gary the Goal has a friend today. So Justin has become a mini goal watcher (laughs) as well. So this weekend you have reused 150 square feet of artificial turf for your rat plug in the backyard (laughs) and you've picked over, watched the birds and it's been now over 400 bags of plastic in a year and a half.
1: Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Because sometimes like I'll pick up more, you know, if it's a a long walk on the beach. Yeah. Uh, What did I still do this weekend?
0: Yeah. really. did you, did I tell you I was planting succulents? No, my neighbor, Sarah, she uh-huh. is super into succulents. Like she will like take succulents. It kind of like reminds me of what Jong's um, um, dad does or mom and dad do, yeah. but she'll like take pieces off and share them with other people to replant them. Yeah,
1: so yeah, is yeah
0: it- they can propagate really easily. Yeah. Wait, why are you doing succulents
1: now? Because they're great carbon sequesterers. And I'm actually, you know, the roof deck. So I have a beautiful 500 square foot roof deck that I have left empty for
0: five years. Is it 500 square feet? I think so. Yeah. Oh wait, are you gonna are you gonna are you
1: gonna, no. are you gonna get overflow it with succulents? Yes. <laughs> I'm making and and the, I'm making the, that's a fun thing. I can't buy. I make this a game to myself because the, the roof deck is such that when I when we were constructing the house, the roof deck is great, but you can't actually put. And this actually goes back to the brother that does construction. That is. is oh, why don't is, you put the fake grass on the roof deck? Then you have like a grassy deck. I thought about it, but then, you know, I just wait for nature to tell me what to do. And then <laughs> nature told us to plug up the rattle. <laughs> so, but at some point we might do that, but it has to, you know, cause you know, the, when we built the house, when we built the house, yeah. the same brother, um, you know, I had to pick between uh, the concrete pad or another spiral staircase on the outside. So it's not easy to get up there, right? You can get up there as a person, but actually to get, bring furniture up there is hard. Yeah. So it has like, I have to rent a crane to crane up furniture there, which is not a big deal, but it's you know, wasteful. You know, I'm not that fancy of a person anyway. So on the roof deck, no one ever goes up to, but I go up to now, I am creating smoothly a succulent propagation garden. But And it's great. They actually grow great up there because there's so much sun. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm trying to cl- change the microclimate up there. So just step by step. But I really I have a lot, you know, that's the nice thing about, like I wasn't really a great cook before. And now I
0: learned how to cook. But I remember a long time ago, you called me and you're like, man, I realized if I open a can of this and mix it with that and put it in the oven, you can make a casserole. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but Ooh, now you're think- like making your own stuff. Like you're, you're going plant-based. It looks like you're making a lot of your own ingredients. I saw that you actually did more than a one hour pizza dough. I did an eight hour rise. It's a big difference, <laughs> isn't it?
1: It is, and it's really, yeah, no, it's really good. And, you know, and I think it's some of it, honestly, is going back to our own family history. Is that our mother is a phenomenal cook?
0: Oh yes. She, like, she, what did you right? say? You would you say the other day she's a national treasure? <laughs> that no, that was
1: our brother. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> she's yes. a, phenomenal yes. a phenomenal cook. Yes,
1: phenomenal cook, so phenomenal. That's why people ask me where do you get Vietnamese food. I'm like, I can't tell you because <laughs> I don't. I go to maybe Orange County.
0: Yeah. I just tell people I go to my mom's house.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's phenomenal. And then, but she only cooks for people she loves, which is why no one, she only loves us. So, and also our grandmother was a phenomenal cook. Like she had, you know, she had a business and she would, you know, take food to people and, you know, kind of like, you know, old fashioned caterer or whatever. Wait,
0: I think our grandma was a caterer? No, she
1: used to like um was very well known for her cooking as she would deliver food.
0: Annoy or people. Bungwai.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yes, yes, yes. We need we need to we need to ask. Yeah. Wait, I'm was, I'm trying to, Really? Yeah, yeah. She was famous. You talked to Bo to our, our dad about it, he'll tell you. Our grandmother's a phenomenal cook. You're a phenomenal cook. Our daughter my daughter is a, a wonderful, wonderful cook. I think my reaction growing up as the eldest daughter was to define myself as the other right so i did not cook i ate cereal (laughs) i ate sandwiches but now i just it's great i so this morning i was making the vegan um brownies with avocado and just little things right and i I, and i actually go to the way i used to go to you i sometimes do go to you i go to a vivi and i say vivi now i understand why you're supposed to sift the baking powder (laughs) because it can clump right (laughs) but i think you need time to enjoy those i never had time before you know so now i I take the time to try to cook and try to enjoy those experiences. And I think I have more time now just because I decided I don't buy stuff anymore. So.
0: And I think that also like the adventure of cooking, because you are trying to avoid plastic and things that are packaged, you have to cook healthier. You have to do it yourself. And that probably has informed Mm -hmm. a lot of it, right? It's like chicken or the egg, the the plastic picking happened first. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the natural progression is now that you're doing all of this plant-based cooking which is really admirable because as you i mean we, i joke about it a lot i consume a lot like i mean it's funny because you're the you're the doctor and you you do financially much better than i do but i like to buy stuff because on the other end of our mother being a phenomenal cook she also liked a good deal because we grew up not with not very much money <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. i like to go shop and buy a good deal and then i would buy stuff and i still do to this day but i it's been really fun to watch your cooking journey as well. But it, it gives me a chuckle too, because I was like, well, I've been doing that for a long time.
1: <laughs> right, right. I know. I have all these Instagram followers. I think just because it's people are like, you know, these are simple things everyone does. But it's like, I am like, oh my God, look at me. <laughs> I make a pizza and I'm like a doctor. <laughs> I have the same amount of like wonder as a child, e- oh. even vinegar. Like I've been making my own vinegar from beer and that stuff like cleans really well. I buy a lot less cleaning products just because I use
0: vinegar. Cause you told me that I, I listened to what you guys tell me. I've discovered a new product called force of nature. And mm-hmm. it's basically you fill water into a, a spray bottle and you put uh-huh. in this concoction of, you know, sodium, whatever. And yeah, it goes yeah. through some sort of, you press a button on this thing that you plug in. And Justin explained it to me because, you know, he's an engineer and you're a doctor. So you could explain the science, but somehow it changes the nature of the water and the, cl- and the, and the sodium to make it an antibacterial cleaner.
1: And oh, because, really?
0: and because they're all very small pellets that you put in, it mm-hmm. is, it is, it is plastic, but the amount of plastic used is so nominal compared to buying b- brand new cleaning supplies. I find that it oh. cleans better and it's antibacterial. So oh, cool. it's called force of nature, force of nature. I'll send you a link. I'll also link it in the show notes, but I have really liked it. Like, oh, that's really great. liked that's it. Good. Because I don't think the vinegar didn't it didn't feel clean enough and it's, the kids did not like the smell. So since I've been using this, I've really enjoyed it. Well, I have
1: to try, try it out. Yeah. Although I do say my beer vinegar, <laughs> beer vinegar, which I make. I make my own beer vinegar and I don't drink, which is the funny thing. <laughs> and, and I make all my trash art out of wine corks, which I think is funny because I don't drink. But uh, I will try that. I do have to say like I totally clean the – um, the oven with the beer vinegar. I mean, it works much better than the apple cider vinegar. Yeah, but I try your thing too.
0: So um, another thing I've enjoyed though is um, which you gave me for Christmas. I really love those stasher bags.
1: What have, have you used them to marinate stuff? The the big gallon ones? Or- no,
0: I use them primarily for. Um, I do a lot of food prep. And, you know, storing things in the freezer. So, like, Uh I'll cut a ton of vegetables and I'll, like, because, you know, Justin's not here and the kids and I don't eat as much. I mean, he eats a lot. (laughs) So, when he's not here, I don't consume as much food. And so, Uh they're just really great um, containers to put in the freezer for, like, half of the veggies that I cut for another day. Or when I, I buy bulk meat, then to, you know, divide that up. I'd use other reusable plastic bags before, but like cheaper ones that I gotten at Target, which have been fine, but like their stashers are just like, it feels really (laughs) luxe. So I know that you're very, (laughs) (laughs) you don't like to consume, nor do you spend much money, but you, you, you purchased very luxe, (laughs) reusable bags.
1: I know, right? Well, I, I have to say, I, you know, I always joke around that you and Justin are very bougie. We are <laughs> like, very bougie. <laughs> very bougie. Um, and it was a Bobos in Paradise. Was oh, yeah. That, I remember that, that back sociology yeah. book that pretty much describes you guys. And so I honestly have never been able, other than to, you know, gift certificates or like something here and there or class for the kids or something. I honestly have never felt I could buy, I knew something cool enough for you. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like to be cool, because you guys are like cooler, right? But then me being Dr. Plastic Picker, now I'm like, oh my God, I like, no, I'm like so eco-hip because I'm like ahead You're of everyone. Not,
0: oh, I was actually you know, telling my neighbors about the stashers. I was raving about it. I was like, oh my gosh, my sister got me the best Christmas gift. I was telling them about it. It was, it's like the perfect gift is something that you want, but you wouldn't buy. And the stasher bags are like mm-hmm. that. They are not, they're not cheap um yeah they're definitely an investment piece for the kitchen
1: (laughs) I only bought it it for five people I love (laughs) our mother our younger brother the older brother didn't want it and then my nursing friend who's my um my work buddy
0: oh you bought it for mom did she like them well yeah
1: I don't know she's sure she's using them and I told her I was like if you don't want it I'll take it back but she's used my vinegar I've made the funny thing is she you know with my whole Plastic picking thing. Sometimes she's like semi
0: horrified. <laughs> and sometimes she's like, that's kind of cool. She's like, you're like the people at Trader Joe's. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a super at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Mom's funny because I will buy, like, she'll come over to my house and, like, for example, my pasta maker, like, she came over yeah. and we spent hours making fresh pasta, fresh egg noodles. You know, I don't know if I made fresh va, but, you know, I was making a bunch of food. She's like, this is yeah. so easy. Buy one for me. So I like bought yeah. it. She get and she doesn't even use it.
1: <laughs> she's so like, I'm not. I never thought of myself as particularly creative, actually. And and for me, writing is my creative outlet. I I really am a writer, right? I'm a writer. I write. Um, I blog. I have to do it. Like I wake up in the morning. If I don't write a piece, and it's and if people read it or not, it doesn't matter. Like I need to do it, right? Yeah. For her, she needs to create with cooking, because I've mentioned things where like like because you know she's seen my like little weird trash art or I (laughs) done this or something. She's like, she'll say like, oh, well, I'm trying a new thing with this. I was like, oh, are you? I'm like, that's great. You know, so I think that, you know, everyone needs that creative outlet. Hers has always been cooking. So I think that she actually has been trying like different Vietnamese recipes and doing a lot of cooking, you know, because she's such a great cook, but you can always explore. Right. So I think she felt like in a creative rut is kind of, you know, I think anytime you do something new, it's
0: exciting. So we'll speak really quickly. Speaking of uh, mom's cooking. So two things. She called me and says, because you know, Lunar New Year is coming up, thud. Yeah. And she, I guess, has because of YouTube, has to figure out how to make her own ben or And right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And ban thud is like the traditional Vietnamese New Year cake with um sticky rice on the outside, mung beans and pork. It's very complicated. Uh-huh. And usually you buy it. Like you buy it for it's like a top, yeah, yeah. pretty expensive. But apparent she said she made a ton and was like, she's she's like, Well, do you want me to send some home for with Justin? I was like, Yeah. She's like, how many do you want? I was like, I don't know, like one or two. She's like, how about four? I was like, yes, I will take four. I didn't realize you had four to give me. <laughs> oh, there's really good. Have you had them already or? No, no, I've- no. So Justin's going to, my mom was like saying, make sure Justin stops by before he leaves. What he's already done twice since he's been in San Diego, his mom will cook for him and put a box outside the door. Mm-hmm. And then Justin will ring the doorbell, grab the box and like wave. Because <laughs> I told Justin, yeah. I was like, don't come into the house. Yeah, My yeah, mom yeah. might try to lure you in, but they're not, <laughs> this is before, I was like, they're not vaccinated yet and you're going yeah, to yeah. class. Don't go inside. Yeah. So, so the first time he came by, man, our mom made a bunch of rice and the, yeah. um, like a clay pot dish.
1: Yeah.
0: He had a giant box of food. He took a picture and I was like, that's amazing. The next time. <laughs> I
1: know, your, your, your reaction was so sad because then the picture of the kid's reaction, like, in the oh little- yeah,
0: well, the second time. I was like, I, mom asked, like, what is there anything Justin's requests or wants? And Justin said, honestly, yeah. I just want egg rolls and spring rolls. I was like, well, those are like really like a heavy burden, like, you know, large, yeah. a large, large amount of work. So mom made them. Mom made him egg rolls and spring rolls. He gets his box, sends a picture, and like the kids and I are like crying. We're so sad because <laughs> we missed the food <laughs> so much. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh. So mom says she's going to make me egg rolls. And freeze them so that Justin can bring them home, and my neighbors are already like, "Oh, can we have some?" I, I don't know if my neighbors <laughs> listen to this. I'm like in my head, I'm like, "No, those are my girls. <laughs> those
1: well, are my mom. Is, she, is she making you the filling, or is she making you the no? How she cream? she
0: what we discovered? I mean, what she usually does when at least when I'm home is she'll make the filling, wrap them, and she partially fries them, and then she freezes okay. them. So when you take okay. them home, you can just take them out. Actually, can put them yeah. in the air fryer. Um, or free or fry them as well. And then she usually um, wraps them in sets of 10, but here's a funny story. The last time I think I went home, I think I went home last Christmas or something without Justin and Mm -hmm. mom actually made like a hundred egg rolls for me to bring home and said, you know, here, here's some for Justin. I don't know if I ever told you the story. So I put the egg rolls in the freezer outside and you know, Justin Uh goes to bed early and I go to bed late. And so Justin uh-huh. and the kids would go to bed. I would take a like a container of those egg rolls and, and cook okay. them just for me. <laughs> and so a couple months later, Justin's like, hey, didn't your mom give me a bunch of egg rolls? I was like, oh, yeah, there's only 10 left. She's like, that was my mom. <laughs> I ate them like all for myself. I can't, I'm such a bad mom. I didn't want to share it with the kids. <laughs> That's how good my mom's egg rolls are. Yeah they they yeah, no,
1: no, they're, yeah they're, they're legendary yeah and i mean that's that's i mean I, it's funny how you go full circle right like you just realize like what is what is there more to life which hopefully after the pandemic is over we can get back to but what yeah. is there more to life than good food and and that's a, that's the whole thing you know it's funny because i started spending more time with them because i would go for walks on the beach and actually if i walk a long walk i actually can get to their house because they live you know further north and you know i live in a nice neighborhood they live in a nicer neighborhood yeah um, And if I wanted to reduce plastic, you know, if you go to get coffee, you know, you always come to packaging, right? So the best way to eat plastic free is eat my mom's out. So I just like show up after picking up a bag of trash, you know, like you know, discard it, and I was and I was like, oh, do you have breakfast for me?
0: (laughs) So do mom and dad? I think they pick up trash now too, just by themselves when they do walks on the beach, because I know mom and dad take a walk on the beach every morning too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Last time they I was did. home, I was walking on the beach with mom and dad yeah. and, and dad was like, Dr. Plastic picker. Yeah. I was picking up trash before yeah. she had a blog. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me and talking about the stuff that you're working on for environmental activism, talking about mom's cooking and hopefully you'll join me another time in the future. I will. I, I am so happy to meet, uh, get to say hi to your <laughs> podcast, podcast
1: listeners, podcast listeners, because, uh, you might be her fan, but I'm her biggest fan <laughs> and I knew her first. So,
0: okay. Well, okay. I love you. Love you too. Okay. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the life at anchor podcast. You can follow me, Made by Van, on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find me at my website, lifeatanchor.com. I hope that you'll join me for our next episode.